0: Oh
1: so- <laughs> Uh, and that is, uh, no lie, it's an interesting matchup. Kokomo's got uh, some real Jimmy's and Joes. I don't think they played anybody. They certainly haven't faced a quarterback is, uh with with an arm like Owen Smith yet. So I don't. Know. We'll, we're going to see here what happens with that. But we'll talk with Coach Josh Strasser about that. We'll talk to uh, Coach Brian. Nade. They set themselves up for a rock fight here with the Bombers of Rensselaer Central. You know that's always a tough one. So uh, two great coaches. We'll get an update here as we pass the halfway mark of the high school football season. Uh, We'll talk with both of them. But uh, right now, let's get this thing started like we always do. It's Need to Know News time. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, goldenblack.com and everybody in social media, well, they're all reporting this. Uh, Purdue got another commitment for the 2024 class, another defensive back. Ty Hutkins, three-star safety for Michigan. He's in. Wanted to come here. Didn't have the spot. Uh, Spot became available. He decommitted from Northwestern. You know, there's been some, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's been some happenings at the Northwestern program. So uh, he's decommitted. He's come down here. He was here for the uh, Syracuse game over the weekend. Loves it. it's going to come on back. Welcome to the fold. Cubs rookie Alexander Canario uh, hit a grand salami yesterday. All the curated meets. The Cubs rolled their 10th win of the season over the Pirates. Uh, They win uh, also stopping a five-game losing streak. That had taken the team out of the race for the uh, central title. Cody Bellinger with a three run homer. Swanson Suzuki homering as well. Those three combined six for 14, five runs, six RBIs. Jared Young also had a pinch hit RBI triple. Javier Assad, five innings, five hits, one run, eight strikeouts. That's a season high in strikeouts for Assad besting his previous mark of 7, which also came at the expense of the Pirates back in late August. Good news, bad news, wild card hopes. Good news, the Reds lost last night. The bad news, Diamondbacks and Marlins both won, so the Cubs sit in the sixth seed, a half game behind Arizona and a half game in front of Miami. The Reds fell to two games back on the Cubs with 11 to play, Cincinnati going into the top of the ninth right now with a one-run lead over Minnesota. No outs, one runner on first. I'm leaving out Philadelphia because it, it, we're talking what four? I think was four and a half games, five games, and, and over the last eleven, and they get to play the Mets like seven times, the Pirates three. So. You'll have to excuse me, Cubs fans. I've kind of written off the 5-seed. It's the 6-seed or, or uh, the 4-seed, sorry. It's the 5-seed, 6-seed, or bust. Great pitching matchup tonight, though, in Pittsburgh. Game 2 starts at 740 on 98.7 WASK. Two All-Stars on the mound. Justin Steele versus Mitch Keller. White Sox played yesterday, but they did lose again. 4-3. to Killed by the Nationals, 10-1. to With that loss... Since the All-Star break, the White Sox have won back-to-back games just uh, three times. My goodness, that's so bad. You got to go back to June 6th when when they swept Detroit and won their first game in New York for them to have won more than three games in a row. They have just five win streaks of three games or more this season, and none more than that uh, five-game win streak they had when they took those first two out in the Bronx. That was the high point. As evidenced by right now, middle of the sixth it's Chicago, one, the Washington Nationals 12. Season cannot end fast enough for them. Uh, NFL News, the Browns are going to re sign Kareem Hunt to bolster their backfield after Nick Chubb went down for Monday Night Football. One year, $4 million. Somebody pointed out, like, the last three Monday Night Football games, you got Nick Chubb going down. You had Aaron Rodgers going down. You had DeMar Hamlin in um, that whole, in so the last Monday Night Football of the game last year. Like, yikes. Also pointed out to me via Twitter is how many running backs were on that Zoom call. Remember the Zoom call to try to get all on the same page and start getting their money? Um, Now, that's six of those guys uh, on IR that uh, attended that meeting, which is just bizarre. And then finally, over the NHL, uh, the core is all gone. The Blackhawks very much in the rebuild. They brought in a lot of uh, older guys they have the number one pick at Connor Bedard but they won't have a captain this season that's right GM Kyle Davidson made the call yesterday saying the only plan right now is to sort of just let it breathe for a year we came off such a successful tenure with Jonathan Taves that uh, a little bit of it just out of respect for Jonathan to not fill that spot right away 100% no they they want Connor to do it you can't put it all on Connor on the uh, on the first year and I don't think they want to give it to there's plenty of decent candidates in that locker room to be that, but I think long-term they want him to be the captain, and you just don't hand it over to a first-year guy like that. So, uh, And you don't want to take it off a veteran, right? You're not doing that. So I think that's 100% what it is. We'll see. There you go. That is uh, today's Need to Know news for this Wednesday the 20th. Back with our friends over DraftKings. Our same-game parlays have not been hot. Some of the singles have been pretty hot as well, though. Uh, what we gave you, uh, Snell, yesterday, blew over that win total. Um, What else did we have that hit yesterday? Uh, I just remember the, the, the old uh, same-game didn't hit because um, we had... Uh, who missed? Somebody missed on the hits for us there. And that one. i got to go back and take a look at it. It was Garcia that didn't hit it, which killed us. All right. So uh, we're looking to get back at it tonight. Nice thing is over there, they do have a no-sweat MLB Wednesday bet for you as well. So you can take advantage of that. If you're already thinking about Thursday night football, uh, they do have another no-sweat for you back on Thursday. Crazy thing out of Thursday's game is, get this, if you want to bet Christian McCaffrey to score... Well, it's come down a bit minus 245 i saw it as high as 380 this week in some same game parlays which is crazy he's only plus 275 to score the first touchdown the next first touchdown goes the to Debo samuel that's at 700 that's how much respect christian mccaffrey's getting in this oh man huge but hey that's tomorrow we'll come up with something for tomorrow Uh, Let's talk tonight in baseball. Why not just go back uh, to this matchup in uh, in Chicago? Look, Mitch Keller, great run for a while there. But the Pirates stink in Wrigley. They never win there. They don't cover the run line there. Keller's coming off a a two-hit performance and seven strikeouts, but it's against the Nationals. He got lit up by Atlanta for 12 hits and eight runs. But his last win, excuse me, is the only win the Pirates have against the Cubs. August 25th. Other than that, it's not gone well for him. Lefties and righties both hitting 247 off him for the season. He has been terrible away. He's seven and three at home. He's just five and six on the road. Which oddly enough, his K per nine rate jumps almost three. Three points on the road. And somehow he's worse on the road. Probably because he's not getting any kind of run support. Guys that are traditionally pretty darn good against him. Ian Hab always has the Pirates number, I swear. Career, he's 421 and 19 at bats. Suzuki's 3 for 4 against him, lifetime. Dansby Swanson's 4 for 10 against him, lifetime, with three RBIs. I just feel like this is probably a great spot for you to take care of, uh, take Ian Happ. He's He's always been a Pirates killer. You can take one of my favorite props here tonight, the hits, runs, and RBIs, if you want to get in on Ian Hatt for that. Over one and a half at even money. I like that. I like that a lot. What can I get him out of two bases? It's minus 190 on total bases. But I don't see why. That seems like a Glitch. And there you go. That's that's my bet for the night. I'll take that. Hits, runs, and RBIs. Ian Happ. Over one and a half at even money. He's gone over this mark in his last one, two, three, four, five games. He's got this. He's got this. No problem. Hence runs RBI, Zian Hap. That is my bet for today. All right, we're going to take a little break. Hang tight. We're going to come back. Coach Brian A is going to join us from Central Catholic, followed by uh, Coach Josh Strasser of the McCutcheon Mavericks. Local sports lives right here on the Hammerdown Show. 1017 The Hammer. And Welcome back. It is the Hammerdown Show We're on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. We're over to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline where Coach Brian Nay of the Central Catholic Knights awaits us here off a 49 7 victory last week against Tipton, a game that you heard right here on 1017 The Hammer. Coach, congratulations. Um, we had talked about the offensive execution over the last few weeks. Uh, You've moved a lot of pieces around. you still got a couple of key guys missing, but it seemed like everything started to click for you guys last Friday in the win over Tipton.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, it is great when you score in all three phases of the game. You know, you see 49 points, and you automatically assume maybe it was the – you know, you assume it was the offense. Um, We had two scores on defense and a special team score as well, so that always – you know, that, that inflates those numbers a little bit. I thought uh, Coach Christopher called a, a fantastic game on the offensive side of the ball. He, uh, you know, really got back to, you know, we really got back to simplifying some things, letting the kids play fast and free, and I think it paid off. Uh, you know, he does a great job uh, dressing our base offense up with motion and, and this, that, the other. But, uh, you know, he's got a very creative mind between he and Alex Schrader. I thought they did a great job getting our offensive guys prepared to to play. Uh, they were locked in mentally. The focus was was incredible, and uh, you know, I think personally that is that is who we you know that is the team that we are. And it's obviously frustrating when we don't uh, when we don't produce to the level of of what we expect out of ourselves. But uh, a good one Friday night, and no rest because we got to travel up to Rensselaer on Friday and uh, do it again.
1: Yeah, scoring in all four quarters there as well. Uh Bobby Metzger looked pretty solid there, sixteen for twenty-five, uh had uh 186 yards, a few touchdowns. I mean, the guy that really stands out in the uh in the box score here, you know, Bryn Robbins, uh, for his three touchdowns there. He was uh, he was very good, including the the pick six. He has that last kickoff return, which I'm literally questioning in the broadcast. It's like, oh, you know, Jeff calls it and uh, he takes it to the house there at the end. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, all, all three phases just really seem like it clicked for the first time for you guys this season, maybe since uh, the Seeger game. Uh, and it's just, it's good for the kids, right? You've had the losing streak. Things haven't been going well, but it's nice for them to get rewarded. They keep working in practice. They want to see those gains to finally get those. Uh, it helps morale, and uh, it just goes to show them that, yeah, there is light at the end of the tunnel when you work hard.
0: Yeah, 100%. The, the vibe on Saturday was definitely different than the vibes we, that we had had the 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 previous month Uh, that's 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 our schedule that's our season it is what it is uh really looking to 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 hope you know we hope that tipton would be the jumping off point um you know for our for our squad and uh, like it had like like it has in years past uh around week five week six start to figure it out obviously uh this off season we're gonna do everything we can to try to get it figured out a little bit a little bit sooner the next year but uh yeah, we are where we are, and we're we're sitting at we're sitting at two and three. We don't feel like we're a two and three football team, and and it's it's up to us to, to to continue to prove that every single week.
1: Well, like you kind of mentioned last week, that you know you don't have to be the best team in three; you're going to be the best team in two A. You are two and zero oh against two A teams right now. I mean, we're just throwing that out there. And another great chance, like you said, uh, you go up to Rensselaer here. This has been a a, a matchup. I feel like in the past, coach. Where, you know, if you've had some issues, this has been the real uh, jump off point, I think, uh, over the last couple of years for you guys going into uh, sectionals and stuff here too. It's a couple weeks before sectionals usually, but I mean, there's been some seasons here where that felt like that was the launch pad. Go back to 2021 and you guys went into that one uh two and three as well you go and you get the uh 35 to nothing win up at rensselaer central and all of a sudden uh you guys uh, are right back in a regional again uh so uh, yeah i feel this is a very important game for you guys Yeah,
0: absolutely they're all they're all extremely important and uh just continuing to see continue to see growth and progress uh, in 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 our systems and and, and what, what what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish out there is is extremely key uh, but yeah, we're, we're, obviously we want, we, you know, there's a, there's a result that we, that we want. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure that, that all, all three phases are improving at a rate that's going to make us as competitive as possible going into the postseason. Um, and like I you know, for, uh, hats off to, to, to our boys and, and, and the culture established at Central Catholic. I, uh, you know, I, I've seen teams go into the tank after a three game losing streak. Uh, it, it happens. It's not supernatural. It's really human nature, but the boys continue to come out and and, and practice at, at a level that you know we feel like we need to practice at uh, in order to be the team
1: that we want to be in late October. And we're talking with Coach Brian Nay Central Catholic Knights here on the Blue Fox Seating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, they'll travel up to Rensselaer Central with the Bombers, and uh, Coach Meeks, you know, been up there for uh, longer than I've been doing it, that's for sure. But uh, you know they're coming off a three-game losing streak as well, losing to West Lafayette, 40 to six. It's always it always feels like it's kind of a rock fight uh, when you take on the bombers. They 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 tend to be tough, physical. They really want to punch you in the mouth. Uh, what are you seeing out of this year's team when you look at the tape, coach? And what worries you? I always love
0: I always I always love watching Rensselaer and and have a lot of admiration for their style of play. Um, the the physicality the 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 speed at which they at which they operate is always uh, impressive we've got our hands full and uh, Coach Meeks you know he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason uh, high level for for an extended period of time and uh, no different with this year's squad they might be two and three but they're extremely scary.
1: Uh, how are you guys doing on the, uh, you know, the injury front here? I'm sure you don't really want to get into any specifics early on in the week here, though, but uh, I, I know you, you've been worried about uh, guys especially like Mason Meister, you know, Hardebeck and stuff. How do you feel like you guys are doing uh, and, and hopefully working those guys back sometime soon?
0: They're doing everything that they can to, to progress, and we just we need them to be a, a week healthier this week. Um, both guys will, will, will continue to be shut down for the Rensselaer Central game um just looking looking forward to get to getting them back and getting them back at 100%. Again, uh no one's going to deny that having those two dressed and on the field makes our team incredibly like a level above, you know, wh- what we are. Um we say it a lot, it's not Xs and Os all the time, or most of the time it's not Xs and Os, it comes down to Jimmy's and Joes. I think that's at every level of uh football and we'd like to get our, we'd like to get those two Jimmy's and Joes uh Back as soon as possible, but we're not going to rush anything. Again, um, they're doing everything they can in, the, in their rehabilitation, uh, and, and, and we'll be excited to, to get them back whenever, whenever the time may be. But uh, yeah, they, they will. They will radically change how we look uh, from a personnel standpoint, offensively, defensively, and, and in the, they, all, they all they play they play key roles in all three phases as well. So when you lose two kids like that, it's really like losing four. You know, so uh, and that's that's small school football. That's what you have to deal with, and and it comes with the territory. Uh, but they're doing everything they can to get, to get back on the field uh, as, as soon as possible. We're definitely not going to rush it, though.
1: Coach Brian May, Central Catholic Knights again, heading up to Rensselaer Central, take on the Bombers this Friday night, and I'm sure will be an absolute classic. Coach, it's always a pleasure talking football with you. Glad you guys were able to get that win last week, and, and look forward to the uh, Knights making more gains again this week.
0: Absolutely. As always, thank you for everything you do for high school football in the Lafayette area. Um, you, you do an incredible job, man. Thanks. Go
1: Welcome back to The Hammer Down show rolls on on 1017. The Hammer 1017. Thehammer.com. We're back over the Blue Fox heating and cooling Hammerhead Hotline coach Josh Rosser of the McCutcheon Mavericks on with us here, uh, fresh off a uh, win last week at Logan Sport 42 to 10 and they'll head into Friday Uh, where they host the Kokomo Wildcats, ranked number 2 in 4A. Coach, uh, great to have you back on, as always. Congratulations, win at Logansport last week. I know that was one we talked about it. Uh, You had circled because of the way that it ended last season, and uh, your boys go out there, highest offensive output of the year as well with the 42, and uh, i got to think here as you've crossed the halfway mark that uh, you're pretty pleased with the gains that this team continues to make week in and week out.
2: Yeah, we really are. You know, we recognize those three losses are against three-ranked opponents that are playing some pretty good football. And, uh, you know, we feel like we've competed with those teams in a, in a variety of ways. And uh, something that, uh, you know, we're using those losses that continue to grow as a team. And, uh, you know, Friday night against Logan was an opportunity for us that we wanted to clean some things up. Uh, we weren't, weren't – I wasn't real pleased, uh, you know, with how we um, – I, I I wouldn't say that we – really came out offensively and, uh, were efficient in, in some certain ways. Um, you know, we turned the ball over on the two yard line, um, early and then, uh, you know, we stalled out due to a penalty right before halftime, which ended up allowing Logan sports to come down and, uh, kick a field goal right before half. So I, I went in at halftime and challenged our team and, uh, they, they really responded, you know, we put, uh, we put a couple more scores on in the third quarter and then in the again in the fourth. And and they really responded, um, you know, to to me and, uh, you know, what our coaches were asking them to do.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, one of the things we talked about at the beginning of the season with you was the uh, desire to have your team finish strong because you didn't think that uh, uh, they had it there in the uh, second half a lot of times last year. But 28 points in the second half here uh, is a pretty good showing, 42 points total in you know, Owen Smith, uh, this is a good number line for him here, too. 16 for 23, 270, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the one uh, INT there, um, you know, the completion numbers coming up a little bit on him there. You love to see that and, and the yardage. And, again, like I said, just a, just a game you want a little bit of revenge against in, in, in Logan Sport. And now, you know, everybody's walking a little bit taller. Everybody's getting a little bit more confidence, a little more swagger going into a number 2 uh, Kokomo team uh, this week that you guys will host. The Wildcats, uh, tough here, but... Um, it, it just—I—I've I, had this feeling for you guys. You're—you're you're gonna get somebody. I just knew it this year. You're gonna get somebody that people just don't expect to hear. This is a tremendous opportunity against Kokomo for you guys.
2: Well, like I said, we know that we've competed with uh, three really good quality uh, clubs this year already, and um, you know Friday night allowed us to kind of figure out some more things about us, who we are offensively and defensively. Um, and uh, you know it, it's special when a you know a highly ranked team like Kokomo is coming into your place on homecoming night uh you know you it's uh it's just one of those things that you look forward to uh you look forward to that challenge our our guys understand the growth that we're making over this season so far in the first 5 weeks and uh you know it's uh just a challenge that you know I, I think our guys are hungry for our our the, our guys are, are out to to prove to themselves and and to others that they they deserve to um Uh, with all the effort that they put in, they deserve a lot of recognition and uh, they're, they're hungry for
1: that. What is it about the Wildcats? When you take a look at uh, video to prepare for this one, uh, what are your big areas of concern here? What do you need to worry about this week? Well,
2: first off defensively, very aggressive. Um, You know, they've got a lot of skill at the defensive backfield. Uh, They're really aggressive up front in their front seven or eight guys. They fly to the ball and uh, create some havoc and, you know that that is a challenge. Um, you know, especially with with us trying to put the ball in the air at times. Um, but they have not seen a quarterback like Owen Smith and uh, at, at his level, and especially how he's playing right now. So I know that's a that's a great matchup to see how we can uh, counter their aggressiveness and what they're doing, and and using Owen in our running game to our our benefit. You know, our receivers are playing really well right now, and uh, they're they're looking forward to this matchup uh, offensively. Uh, you know, they're they're coached by a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, assistant coach, used to be a head coach. You know, Coach Colby's dad uh, runs that offense, and he runs it well, runs it efficiently. You know, they've got a quarterback. He's a two-way player, but they've got a quarterback that's got wheels, and uh, they do a really nice job with him. And, uh, you know, it, it's that offense where they pack it in tight. You know, a lot of people say phone booth offense, um, you know, single-wing style play where they just pack it in tight and then they try to take advantage of uh you know getting you to the edge and seeing where they have mismatches on your defense and so the the I would say that the most important thing about playing an offense like this is you have to play sound disciplined football um you know they they look for those guys that, that are not being disciplined those guys that are being over aggressive and they really take advantage of that when you're not
1: not a lot of offenses in the NCC, they kind of run it like that. I know your days over the Hoosier, you would come across something like this once or twice in the, in the conference play, but yeah, Kog'Maw, a little unique in the way they do that in terms of your conference, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they really are. And, you know, this is something that's an offense you're not going to see the rest of the year, and it takes a, a very large amount of your time preparing for it, um, scouting them on film, and uh, repping it so you can give your defense that look, and that that is a challenge playing this offense. And Kokomo knows this. That's why they still run it. Um, they're also effective in it, and uh, they've got some really good athletes. So, you know, when you have those things going on, it it is tough to line up and and uh, you know play against this offense. And you know they're they're very successful at how they do it.
1: It's going to be a good one. McCutcheon homecoming this week, 7 p.m. They are hosting number two Kokomo over there in 4A. It'll be a great game to get on out and check out this Friday night. Coach Josh Strasser, McCutcheon Mavericks, best of luck this Friday night. You know I'm pulling hard for you guys to, to pull out a big victory here and uh, just start to launch your guys' uh, program into uh, sectionals. That'd be a great jump-off point. And then, uh, of course, uh, a little trip over to uh, Schumann to take on the Jeff Broncos next week. Uh, this is not going to get any easier for you here. So uh, I, I hope, man, fingers crossed, you get this big W here on Friday night. Go out there, you give them hell.
2: Thanks, Jared. We got a big challenge, but, uh, you know, our team's really looking
1: Big thanks to both our coaches. This is the Hammerdown Show on 1017 Hammer, 1017hammer.com. I'm Jared, just a all right. Something interesting, and this actually got asked of me yesterday in the office because the idea had kind of leaked out. Now Front Office Sports has a full, the, the full presentation on the idea and that was what they're trying to do out, out west with football and realignment. You know, Pac-12 is decimated. There's, Oregon State and Washington State have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, you know, Mountain West is still kind of out there. Big 12 continues to expand and take their best. What can they do to continue to remain relevant, be able to get a decent TV deal, What do they do? And one of these ideas that got kicked around was the idea of relegation. And if you're not familiar with that kind of stuff, this happens uh, a lot with uh, soccer uh, across the way in England. Very prominent, right? Where, you know, you end up in the bottom so many spots in the league, you go down to the minors, essentially. And the best teams uh, from that league below you, they, they get to come up every year. It's an interesting concept. So it's a 22-slide PowerPoint that front office sports had. And um, the whole idea is that they're suggesting that the Mountain West, the Pac-2, and some regional teams from the AAC, Conference USA, or the WAC could, could participate. These group of fives. And the idea here, it's not entirely new. This is something that I think got thrown out before with, um, with realignment with the big and SEC and ACC. The issue is now, when you're bringing in these West Coast teams, football's flying out private, no problem, they're good to go. Men's and women's swimming and diving's doing commercial. This is more time away, it's, it's expensive, it's more travel time. There's, there's some worry with that stuff. So the idea would be to split off football completely from their conferences to have this own kind of just football only. So you can stay in your regional conferences, it's much better for your Olympic sports. They would keep basketball in their uh, respective conferences, it would be football only, And they would set up a three-tier system. Again, involving the Mountain West, what's left of the Pac-12, possibly the the AAC, the Conference USA, and the WAC. It's not a terrible idea. For them. I mean, you need to find a way to make this compelling, and you... If I go through the mountain west, there is not a national title contender in that bunch. No disrespect to Air Force. Is Washington State a national title contender hey, ranked? No Oregon State's still in there too. okay. I mean, you're not really messing around with the with the you know Sun Belt's way too far out. You, you're not bringing that in. If you want to bring in Conference USA, Liberty is the top dog there. I, look, you got to be compelling. A lot of these people want and and to pull your resources together for a football specific conference with a gimmick might be able to get you enough to get a decent TV deal. And they would go, they advise going after Peacock, Apple, Amazon as partners. Even though they have less inventory than Fox, ESPN, and CBS, you're trying to grow this thing. Look, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's an idea that maybe years down the road, the Big Ten could possibly embrace? The ACC could possibly embrace and force the SEC to get into it? The biggest thing for, you know, uh, we're talking about the, the, the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Ten, the biggest detriment for them is they already have massive TV deals. And they don't want to give those up. It's so going have to be financially viable. I don't know how much the TV people would want to redo college football in that, like, just because now you've made things a lot more complicated in covering just football. But I And here's the other thing with this. What does a third tier of that group look like, and why do you care? Like, where are you going to watch that? How much interest is that really drawing? I mean, are, are you ready to watch uh, the UTSA Roadrunners take on Hawaii? I don't think so. It's an interesting idea. Boise State apparently is the one behind this. And they're not saying they're going to do it, but they're looking for something to be to be viable here. You know, something that would get some eyeballs at at least enough interest to where you would be like, yeah, you know what, maybe I tune in for that. Yeah, I'll hand over money for the TV rights for that. But I would argue this in itself is already a relegated league. It's already a minor league. I don't know, even if they... Even if they started floating around like the majors, the Big Ten maybe could because they can see some value in saving on the travel uh, for the uh, you, you know a time. But it just it it's not gonna it it doesn't work for the Big Leagues. It just doesn't. Would it be ideal? Would it be cool? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make it's not gonna make the dollars and cents with the media deals. That's that's gonna be the biggest holdup. But I'll say this: I applaud. Uh, these group of five schools trying to do something to make it different but then you start losing out on things i think you 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 lose out on regional rivalries which is a problem could you imagine like if you did three tiers with like let's say the big 10 and the ACC let's just let's do that what are you gonna do like if You want Purdue and Indiana to play for the old Oka Bucket, and then they're in two different tiers every year. You've killed one of the best rivalries. I don't know a lot about a lot, but that's about one of the only things they've still got left going in the Mountain West and other conferences like that, right? Why would you want to take away your... Your number one rivalry gain to go into this tier system, unless it put more money in your pocket. But still, I hate that. Again, it's an interesting concept. I just the Big Ten would have been into this before they added four teams on the West Coast, maybe. But now that they got them in the fold. What's the point? You're not gonna, you're not saving, not saving anything for you. So I mean, I applaud the efforts. Good job but uh, let's let's be honest it's it's not happening. but at least I would make sort of make uh, these conferences interesting to you. You're traditionally not getting into them unless you're staying up late. That's why it's awesome to have a kid over the summer, <laughs> be a dad in the fall. You get all that good West Coast football, you're stuck up late on Saturday. Don't worry, sonny. I got the baby. I'll, I'll take this shift. That's good stuff. That's real good stuff. It. Love it. All right. Uh, let's wrap things up here with uh, things we may have missed. What's going on with the Chicago Bears? Today, Justin Fields making comments about his uh, about his quote robotic play in his uh, in the press conference today. Quote: I felt like I wasn't necessarily playing my game. I felt like I was robotic and not playing like myself. My goal this week is just say F it and go out there and play football. How I know to play football? It includes thinking less and just going out there and playing off instincts rather than so much say info in my head data in my head just literally going out there and playing football just going back to it's a game and that's it if you think he's taking a small shot at the coaching staff it certainly sounds like it you know quote you know coaching it could be i think they're they are doing their job when they are giving me what to look at but at the end of the day i can't be thinking about that when the game comes I prepare myself throughout the week, and when the game comes, it's time to play free at that point, thinking less and playing more. Fields will later meet with the media in the locker room to try to put out that fire, which surprisingly is not the only fire today. Matt Eberflus wouldn't even tell you that Alan Williams was or wasn't the defensive coordinator for the team. I'm not a genius, but that's usually not a good sign when you don't know who the defensive coordinator is. Now, there are rumors that there's something else going on in that department. We'll wait and see if that comes out. We'll see if it comes to fruition. People sell these things all the time. I've seen a, a prominent Bears uh, podcaster, again, not, not the most reliable of sources, but he says the story I'm hearing around Al Williams, if true, is shocking, would not expect him to ever return to Chicago Bears if it has nothing to do with his coaching, it has nothing to do with his coaching performance. Oh gosh. And these guys have got to go in and play Kansas City this week. Oof, I don't like this at all. It's not looking good for the Bears. And boy, they've had the roughest, they've had a rough start, yes, but I mean, Baker Mayfield looked good for a second week. And it just seems like there's a hex over you when it comes to the Packers. Now you can take on the Chiefs. But the next couple weeks, you know, the Broncos at the Commanders. Vikings can't break through. The Raiders aren't that great. I mean, you got a chance to get right there. But boy, this is a tough one Sunday on Fox. 425. But this is not a good start to the week for the Chicago Bears. I want to see him succeed. Uh, this uh, this ain't the way to do it. This is not the way to do it. That's going to about do it for us here on the uh, on the hammer down Show. Good stuff for Coach Brian A., Coach Josh Schrosser. Uh, we'll get the full show posted up. You know you can follow us. Uh, we are uh, on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, uh, 1017thehammer.com, and the 1017thehammer mobile app. You can always go back and listen to previous shows including your high school football Friday night games. It's all available for you there in the archives at 1017thehammer.com. Coming back tomorrow, Coach Shane Fry, Westside Red Devils. They are rolling in another win last week over Rensselaer Central. Uh, we will talk with him and see how they're doing there. They Listen, Liam Burton last week, too. So uh, we'll see what the uh, outlook is on the Red Devils as they head into another matchup this Friday night. Which, by the way, we're going to be out at Harrison and uh, Jeff. That's right. We'll be over at AJ Rickard Field on Friday night. And don't forget, to Boiler Game Day coming on just after uh, the Hammerdown show. We'll do that at 4.30 on Friday. We'll still have that leading into high school football. So still got a very very busy end to the week here on 1017 the Hammer. 10